0: Hi everyone, my name is Irvin. I'm John. I'm Kyle. And this is The Theology Podcast. This week, we're
1: continuing our conversations of how God turns our mourning into dancing. How He turns us from a place of suffering into joy. And one of the places where we see this in Scripture is in Hebrews and in chapter 11. This is what is considered the hall of fame for these giants of faith all across Scripture. As we look at them, we see the kinds of things that they go through. They weren't always in the best of situations. And yet, somehow, through these hard circumstances, they found the strength to keep going. And the word that the writer of Hebrews ends up using is joy. So let's have a look at this. This is Hebrews 11, starting in verse 32. It reads, And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms and forced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, and of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. And then we come to chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, I, I read this and I feel the writer of Hebrews almost becoming breathless in his excitement for what is it that allows these heroes of faith to endure everything that they went through and they stand as this witness to us that in our own troubles and situations, we can look to them, we can look to Jesus and somehow find joy. So I want to throw this question to my friends and colleagues. How does this passage show that movement from suffering into joy? How do we make that jump like they did?
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I love that you went back to chapter 11 of Hebrews because so often when we just get to chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, we're pretty familiar with that. If we've been reading our Bible or going to church regularly, we hear that from time to time. And we don't really consider who the cloud of witnesses are. yeah. And I think that that's really important because as one, one person once described it to me, it's like a stadium full of all these people who <laughs> have run the race before us and they're cheering us on and participating in this in a very active kind of a way. Um, and so, yeah, when we talk about this, we're also thinking, reflecting back on our ideas of mourning and lament and our suffering that we share together in Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that we find that is in our fellowship with one another but sometimes there's not enough people around for me to share suffering with and that's why i think the hebrew writer is talking about these people and he's saying if you need someone to connect with if you need somebody to have fellowship with don't you don't have to look much further than your bible you don't have mm-hmm. to look much further than the people in the bible that have suffered for the sake of Yahweh and for the sake of Jesus. And that's really powerful because we can fellowship with those people through across the expanse of time. I mean, they lived hundreds and thousands of years before we did. And yet we can share and have fellowship together in that and have joy in
0: it. Yeah, I think that the author of Hebrews is kind of showing us that, you know, the same thing that was in those people That's in you too. Yeah. Right. And it's the same spirit of God that was powering them, who is powering you today. And so you shouldn't expect that you're alone. You shouldn't expect that you're any less than them. You should expect actually that God is going to do the same things through you. Yeah. Yeah. The track record of the past. I see that in verse 35.
1: Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Like we were saying this past Sunday we can go through suffering and find joy only when we know that suffering is not in itself the ending point when we have faith that no there's a future after this suffering does not have the final say
2: that's when we find reason for hope and for joy yeah and that joy i feel like for us in the in the position where we are in time and space where we have lived after the savior has died and has been resurrected it puts it into so much more perspective for us compared to many of these old testament characters that we look at because the the hebrew writer he says you know even though they did all of these things out of faith, they didn't get to receive what was promised. They didn't get to experience it in the way that we get to experience it. And so that's even just like more fuel for the fire to say, we know how this story ends and we can continue in joy to endure the same kinds of suffering they did because they never actually had a full view of what of the broad picture. They didn't get to see everything in its glory, but we've seen it. We believe in a resurrected Christ. What more is there for us to endure? You know, we can we can bear with all of these things and with one another.
0: Yeah. Reminds me of the Michael Jackson song, You Are Not Alone. <laughs> 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 so how does an embrace of joy transform us as the people of God? How does it change our lives? Knowing that the suffering that we go through, someone else has gone through that before. Actually, a lot
2: of people have gone through the exact same thing before. I think it puts us in a position of celebrating what God is doing in our lives. And you know, we've talked about this before in different ways. It's not just a, you know, coming to a party and and like losing all of our inhibitions and just having a joyful revelry with one another. This is an actually a much more informed form of celebration where we have walked together in some very dark spaces where we have, you know, passed through the valley of the shadow of death and we come to the other side and there is Jesus receiving us and celebrating with us. That's the life of the resurrection. That's the the life of the kingdom breaking into this world that we can experience now because we don't have to be afraid of suffering. We don't have to be afraid of death. Those are the greatest fears of our lives. And Jesus says, you don't have to worry about that anymore. I took care of that. And so now we can celebrate. And so for me, I always put this in a posture of, wow, how can I delight more in my faith? How can I delight in my fellowship with my brothers and sisters, rather than it just being such an always somber type of an experience? Even when I come together with church, sometimes I think we focus so much on the crucifixion and Jesus' sacrifice and those, we should never discount the importance of that. But this isn't a memorial service. This is a celebration. We live in a world where resurrection has happened and that's something that gives me joy.
0: You know what I think about is the whole national service experience that that guys in Singapore have to go through. I remember that when I was 18, I looked at my friends who had just come out, you know, and their hair had grown back. <laughs> and uh, and I, I was like, Wow, you made it out, you know? And maybe there's hope for me too. yeah. Yeah, and I'm also reminded, maybe on a more like somber tone of this auntie who endured breast cancer and she survived through it and she's healthy and well today. She's living a full life today. And, you know, when she gathers with her fellow survivors of cancer, it's not a somber tone like you mentioned, you know, Kyle. But it's a celebration of the life, the new life that they have. A new lease of life. Yeah, and I wonder how much that speaks to us uh, in our faith. When we gather, like you mentioned, it, it shouldn't be a m- memorial of what has happened only. It should be a celebration of the joy that awaits us as the Hebrew author writes. Mm. And then I'm thinking about the other dimension of
1: the Sunday gathering I think we come to Sundays sometimes thinking, oh, you know, I need to put on a smile. I need to look like things are good. I need to, even if I don't really feel joyful, I need to at least... Fake it till I make it. (laughs) Fake it till I make it. (laughs) Almost, (laughs) Yeah. And I wonder if this understanding of joy as something that can be found not just after our suffering is over, but realizing that we come from this whole heritage of people who have found joy in the middle of suffering. What if we could come to Sunday morning and when someone asks me, hey, how's your week? What if I could respond with, you know, not everything is going too well, but I know, I have faith. I've hoped that the same God who carried Moses and Israel through the Red Sea, I know that he's got me as well. And that doesn't take away my current suffering, but I look at them and I know that I can come out of the waters of death as well. So as we go forth this week, Whatever your struggles, whatever circumstances you may be going through, may you remember, may you behold the cloud of witnesses that surrounds you and through that, find joy amid your suffering. And may you look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of your faith, who's not going to let you down. That's all we have for this week on The Theology Podcast. See you next week